Hey, there we are. Welcome to the Clapped Out Podcast. This is Rye. Joining me as always is Logan. And this is the umpteenth installment of the Clapped Out Podcast. Currently, we're waiting for Logan to send us live and direct to the Book of Face, where you can tune in and find out what it is we're talking about and join us live for these chat discussions. If you are leading on this, learning and listening uh, on the Apple, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcast, you can find us. But in the event that you want to participate live, um, you know, there's no real set schedule for this. We do it all kind of live. Shut your face. And now we're live on the Book of Face. I think we are. Yep, we are. Preparing to live stream to gives us a warning. Welcome to the Clapped Out Podcast. Two oh, weeks in a row. Hold on. Let's, start. let's just need to let's just let's roll. Is this a good look for me? Yeah. It it's works. good, right? It washed yeah. everything's washed out. I look really okay. it's like a, it's like a face, a hat, and then like some words just floating around. <laughs> Which is weird because that's like almost exactly what I was going for. So so this is the uh, Clapped Out Podcast presented by. Are you doing it or am I? Am I are you doing it? That was me throwing it to you. Oh, well you, you got to say something. You can hear Look it. At him, I'm going to throw it to you. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> hey, for those of you listening at home, Rye just threw something at me. Yes. I believe it was the title introduction of Monster Clutch Co., presenting title sponsor of the podcast yes have you noticed as you grow well you're old you're older than me but um have you noticed your breath doesn't last as long like when you're trying to like rip off a sick eminem lyric and then like by the end of the lyric you're like there's no way i can finish the song yeah yeah i've become a little winded i get winded putting socks on is that a if I went yeah. to a doctor and they were like, yeah. how have you been <laughs> physically? I, I got to hold my breath to put my socks on. I remember there's a gym teacher at Geneva High School named Mr. Gross, which is a real name. And <laughs> I swear to God. And Mr. Gross would talk to us about like how we needed to, you know, how PE will change our lives. And you need to make sure you stay in shape. And he would always reference one specific thing. He goes, he'd always say, even if it means you just get up that flight of stairs a little easier without being winded. And I swear to God, every time I go up a flight of stairs and I'm winded, I'm like, that son of a bitch. <laughs> he was right. <laughs> he was right. It's the only lesson from high school that stuck. I have uh, recently found myself like at night when Maya, who is now seven years old, when oh, she falls she's... asleep downstairs and then I have to carry her upstairs, I get to the top and yeah, I'm holding my breath. It's yeah. <laughs> it's the movie out of the, the best like you okay let's make this about cars you got to push a buddy's car it's like a group of people pushing a car mm-hmm. and then once the car gets to where it needs to be you you have to I walk away from the group as to not breathe heavily around yeah. them yeah, yeah, yeah. yep and everyone I feel like everybody this everyone was, just it's like ants everyone just goes this way to go catch their breath in a different direction <laughs> yeah so we when we were at Hall Tech. We were Dino in Aaron's car, and he blew the front diff up, and we had to push the car into the trailer. And it was me, Josh Redden, the manager of Haltech. Um, Hal was there. Uh, I think Rick was there, and we we're pushing it. And as we're as we're finishing pushing it, immediately I'm like, "All right, guys, everything's great." <laughs> <laughs> you got this. You gonna strap it down? Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna right, take a leak. Fine. I'll go no, take I a did. leak, and I'll come back, and I'll help you. 
the last like four ounces of breath I had in my lungs, I used to run away from the trailer so they couldn't hear me dying. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they say like animals like to be alone when they die. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's how every, every time I, I walked Absolutely. up the stairs last night after eating stuff that was not on my diet. And there was, I, there was, a, there was a time I could run three uh, miles without walking. No, I can't look at, I can't look at a three mile marker without throwing up. I could probably do it, but I would probably throw up. I also have a deviated septum though, which I didn't realize I, do you have a normal nose? Can you breathe through both nostrils? Yeah. Never had a busted or anything. Neither. Well, surprisingly, neither have I. <laughs> I know it's a shocker because there's, there's many opportunities, many opportunities that should have been punched in the nose. Men of opportunities. I'm a man of opportunity <laughs> that likes to be with men of opportunities is all I'm saying. <laughs> I could definitely be a yacht queen. I would sail around the oceans blue at this point. I'm not going to go that far with this, but I would absolutely. Do it. <laughs> I don't know where the fuck you're going right now. I would absolutely. Like, you, you're worth a, a billion dollars and you want me to hang out on your yacht topless, <laughs> bottomless. I don't give a shit. I'm there. Yeah, I'm I don't down. care. And then, even if they're like, look, we're going to live stream everything we do to you. I'd be like, here's my links posted up to the clap mm-hmm. out page. Let's, go. Let's get it going. Can I, can we, we sign off on this so I can use this in future? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So bad. All right. Why are you so drinking bad. it with a straw? First, I got it for Jasmine. Hot. All right. So the ghost energy drink. I've never tried it. it that, what tripped me out was it looks like the ghost from the Snapchat. It looks like the Snapchat ghost. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I, don't so think, the, I don't think Snapchat makes good energy drinks. So they've done a, um, they've done these collabos with like different candies, and I bought these ghost energy drinks, and they've been sitting in the in the fridge for a while, and I'm kind of tired. I'm like, I'm gonna. I'm going to crack into this. I'm just going to dive in to this ghost energy drink and let's just see what happens with it. And the straws, because Jasmine can't drink out of it. She has to have a straw. She doesn't like when the soda hits her teeth. Mm-hmm. So she always uses a straw. That's why there's still straw in it. But this is the worst tasting. It tastes like I'm drinking blue chemical. It's it's like I'm drinking You're a... so bad. <laughs> if you boil the urinal... It's like Frank Reynolds. I was watching all these Sunday today. He's like... I'm eating blue. What do you got on the menu? This, blue. This is good. <laughs> That's what this is. This is like if you open up a dictionary and you say, "I need to, I need to drink some blue." This would, this would be. It's so effing bad, dude. The episode I watched today is where like he he breaks into that waiter's house and takes yes. care of his mom, and then <laughs> yes. I'm gonna put you through pilot school. Yeah. Yep. Like, what What you do to my mom? Well, I dialed her up a little bit and got her eating blue. <laughs> She's just covered in mail. <laughs> oh it's so bad oh it's gross yeah it's it's pretty awful i have been like really not even on purpose but like really dialed back on caffeine intake oh you're dumb you gotta just pump it up like today this morning um i fell asleep like super early last night and woke up super early this morning i was like you know i'm gonna have a cup of coffee and I came out here to the garage and started like messing around with this truck behind me. And my hands were like, I had caffeine jitters like crazy. I'm like, dude, what is going on? From not drinking caffeine? Because I haven't drank that much caffeine. I used to like hammer Mountain Dew down, uh, like basically from sun up to sunrise, sunset. When, when the, the, the face of the You're about to hit it with, the, I used to hammer Mountain Dew down, sun up to sundown, pounding yeah. them, do the skis one at a time, caffeine yeah. jitters. I would just, yeah, I just wake up and I just send it. That's what I do. You know, but but no, I, uh, the, this morning I made myself a cup of coffee and came out here, started tinkering around. And by the time I finished that cup of coffee, I was, dude, I couldn't, I was trying to put like heat shrink on wiring and I was like, this is not working out very Did well. Did you burn? Did, 
Was the burp part of the act? No, no, that's just, mm-hmm. just that's that's current. Sounded like there was a good amount of pressure behind that burp, Rye. You know, you know what else I like <laughs> that creates a little bit of pressure? What's that? Turbochargers. Dude. Yeah, big fan yeah. of turbochargers. Yeah, I've, I've always been a turbo guy. Some would say it's like the best form of forced induction. It is, yeah. And if you can really force the performance out of your vehicle with a turbo, yeah. If only there was an option that allowed us to do such a thing. I feel like if I could force more performance out of my car, God. If there was only a company out there that would force performance turbochargers and other partners. I couldn't. I took a sip of blue and it took me out. <laughs> it's so bad, dude. Robert Young and Force Performance Turbochargers, come out with an energy drink, please. I, as yes. long as it doesn't taste like Sour Patch Kids Blue Raspberry Ghost, I will drink it. It could be your pond water and I would drink it. Right there. This uh, unit. This bad Johnny right here. That is uh, the Force Performance HD88. The Happy Dragon 88. That's their uh, reasonably priced line of turbochargers. If you're listening to this on the audio only format, sitting behind me is an S10 pick 'em up truck with 370 cubic inches of LS goodness. And it's going to have 88 millimeters of force performance turbocharger shoving a whole bunch of air down its Whose throat. truck is that? Is that, is that Sean? Sean? My, my buddy Sean's. And we're going to do a whole bunch Bad of pipes, back so. of the track, no prep racing with this thing. So that's good. All That's the Mac the type TV of guys you need to be doing there. You know, like the Mac TV guys, like everybody, you know, uh, Adam Hodson, Dick Taylor, uh, Sean Fensler, uh, the whole crew over there. I can't even keep up with them anymore, but they're all rocking the Ford's performance turbochargers. And you know what, guys? They win almost every other weekend at some sort of a no prep race. So, Clapped Out Crew is also going to be running a whole grip of Force performance turbochargers. And if you want to win, like, the Mac TV guys do, and but it look as this cool. This is the as longest plug I've ever do. heard in my life. <laughs> this is good though. I like it. It's I'm just good. saying, they're getting their money's worth out of us. Forceperformance.shop. Get yourself a turbo. Is it over? I think so. Okay. <laughs> hey, what about clutches? I don't have anything. Are you, are you picking your teeth? What are you doing there, boy? No, I got a hangnail. Um, what did you do this weekend that wasn't car related so far? Anything? Oh, uh, yeah, I had a. I guess is it a low country boil? Lobotomy? Oh no, I'm not doing this crawfish shit. I can't do it. Yeah, I boiled twenty You're pounds of crawfish, ten pounds of shrimp, yesterday. I hit a, a squirrel earlier. I nailed a squirrel. Yeah, yeah, I did a legit oh, low country God, boil, dude. and everybody said it was legit and it was delicious. And yeah. how about this? You missed out. Tell us more I'm, about your fucking dead squirrel. No, it's not the squirrel. It's worse. It may, it's way worse. <laughs> so have you seen the videos? I'm sure you've seen the videos. I posted Jasmine getting like terrified of bugs and yes. stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was a good compilation. So I posted that compilation today. That's not, it doesn't really have anything to do with what I was saying. I just want to make sure that people, if they want to head over to my Facebook page and watch that because I need, I've gotten paid back pretty heavily today by her. So last week we were talking about landscaping stuff and I may have mentioned that I just brutally whacked a turtle in my yeah. yard. Yeah. And it was bleeding out. Like I was having vivid flashbacks to the time I was never in the military. And it was like saving private Ryan <laughs> <laughs> meets black Hawk down and this box turtles bleeding out. And I'm like, just stay alive, breathe. And the box turtle was stay not. with me. It was it's done. This box turtle was just fucking done. Anyway, fast forward. We go to Petco today where the pets go to get, um, mm-hmm to get dog food and cat food and stuff. And they have turtles 
And I'm bent over and I'm looking at the turtle sanctuary. And I'm like, look at these turtles. They're great. And Jasmine, like very loudly, she's like, yeah, maybe you won't murder one of these. Or <laughs> maybe, maybe she said something like, maybe, maybe this one won't end up dead in the middle of our yard. Right. Well, there's a Petco employee behind me. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not a killer. I don't kill. I'm not out here just, just taking, I'm not teeing off a turtle shell. In my yeah, yeah, yeah. With a golf club. <laughs> Every, like the scowl this lady gave me. I'm like, I'm not just taking out. I don't know what to say here. And she just smiled. So what I did was I set her up with a lady at the reptile display and got her talking to Jasmine about um, some damn iguana she's never going to want. And she I just walked away. Oh. I just left her there with the lady. And she had to sit there and listen to this lady talk about iguanas for a solid 20 minutes. We caught a box turtle yesterday, actually. Do you break its shell open with a mower no, blade? Because I'm not a tremendous piece of shit. I caught it. I showed it to my daughter. She named it, and then we let it go. I need to ask. When you say caught it, you make it sound like it was a, it was tough. It's a turtle. It's, I know. But they're the not very fast. <laughs> the level of pride inflection in your I voice. I didn't realize like box turtles. Like I've never, Every time I caught a box turtle, they're always walking across my yard. And yesterday, we had the crawfish, shrimp boil, whatever. And I went to go, I have a bunch of like five gallon buckets on the side of the house. So I want to get a couple of buckets so everybody can like throw the shells and the peels inside of the bucket. And I picked up these buckets that have been sitting out there and there's a freaking full grown box turtle, like not a small one, but it was buried under, like it dug under the buckets. I didn't yeah. realize that they burrowed yeah, or they were that good at burrowing. So I, was I didn't realize like, they burrowed till my bent mower blade dug into the dirt and straight backslash. Uh, I got them. a little sketched out because I was afraid. You know, unlike you, you just chop them up and then go on about your day. Um, I found this one and I thought maybe it was a mama that laid some eggs. So I dug around, tried to find eggs and I was going to incubate them and try to, you know, bring them in and raise them into their infancy and release them into the world. Unlike you, where you just chopped it up and just like, yeah, fuck you, threw it in the I, ditch. The same guy that boiled 20 pounds of fish alive is talking about raising turtles in their infancy. <laughs> They're crawfish. They don't feel anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, unlike you, I care about animals. Yeah, Put another right. twenty pounds Listen, in the boiling water. Uh, I've never had turtle, but I know crawfish are delicious. So I don't that. like shell. I'm not a shellfish guy. I look crazy. Dude, I've so never. I've put it. I've been had. Donnell's like, in the comments right now. My wife is in the comments right now. That shit was fucking delicious. Yeah, I don't believe my thumbs are raw from peeling shrimp and crawfish because we got way too much food for the amount of people that showed up, but. Made it work. So no one showed up, is what you're saying? No, people showed up. I'm so hungry now that I'm thinking. I haven't eaten really at all today. I think I had a... What did I have today? I'm hungry. All right, cars. Let's talk cars. Let's get into the car zone. The Capri spilled. I fired it up today. What? I'm lying. I just figured I'd curveball you. What the hell? (laughs) I got really excited for a second there. I know. No, so did I. Then I woke up. No, I... um, I have a B&M shifter on my RX-7. And you know the M&M shifters, like the 900 precision, whatever, the $900 plus shifters? Yeah. Okay. Every time I see those shifters, I'm like, what a giant. And bear with me, everybody that's going to get pissed off here. There's a few. I'm waiting for Every time I see those shifters, I'm like, what a giant pile of shit. Like, who is going to spend that kind of money on a shifter? What a bunch of morons. And then... I know, dude. You don't have to sign to me to keep. T- what are you? Are you in your boxers? 
If you're listening at home, this dude's in his boxers walking around. He's going to show some bottom nut in a second. Yeah. So Rise holding a, a sh- one of these million dollar shifters up. And every time I oh, see this these is the million dollar one. That's the Speedmaster knockoff. Yes. Yeah. So those. Every time I see these shifters, I'm like, why would anyone ever spend that kind of money on a shifter? And then my last pass of the track, my B&M shifter had like three E-clips that hold this pile of shit together, just pop apart. And the whole shifter just is looser than you at a bar on a Thursday night. And it just <laughs> all came apart. And first first day, y'all. It's, it's it. And, and it all clicked. I go online and I'm like, all right, let me look at these shifters. And now every time I look at one of these M&M shifters or the precision shifters or whatever, I want to buy one so badly. I mean, so, so badly. I they look so much nicer than the junk I had. I don't. I don't know. Like, because I've I, the last that white car that I had here was an Eminem shifter, and I'm not about somebody ripping somebody else off. I did not buy the shifter. I did not encourage somebody to buy the shifter. Um, is that just, just a blatant knockoff of theirs? It absolutely is. It really, really is. The only issues that I have heard of people having with the Speedmaster these knockoffs is it will hang up between first gear and second gear. There's a little bit of like maybe deburring that needs to go on down here, but. I don't see, like, for an God, this is gonna sound like, and, and I like Mark Mickey, but I'm not going to say anything bad about it because I don't want to get ostracized from the rich community of racers. I don't see a thousand dollar value, and and maybe somebody can tell me that I'm completely screwed up because I have the yeah. Actually, I'll reinforce that. I want to know why it's why we should spend the six hundred extra dollars, and I'm not talking about. Okay, then let's take the knockoff and throw it in the trash for a second and not consider the knockoff. It, it is it is lightweight. It, this is a lightweight with shifter, and so is the M&M, and so is the Precision. But the okay. M&M and the Precision, the Speedmaster, like who's ripping off who? I think M&M was the first, and then Speedmaster ripped them off, but they're in the United States. Or, I'm sorry, Precision ripped off M&M, and then Speedmaster <sighs> ripped off both of them. Like, so there's it's it's everything in parts is like it's a race to the bottom. But I would love to know what the benefit is because. When you look at these things, they're very lightweight and they're very, very simple. When you look at them, I don't see a $900 value in it. Yeah, that's... Oh, my God. Nice. Oh, I pooped a little bit at the end there, just so you're aware. That's cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't see the value either. I have a the, the B&M. Um, I don't even know what the name of it is. The B&M shifter in my car right now. And it's actually for... It's for a power glide, but it's for a dragster. So the cable is like crazy long. You got to loop it around. Um, but that was a suggestion from Scott from Drag Week. John L has the same shifter in his car. And I love that shifter, dude. It's such a solid feeling shifter. I'm afraid to move in my seat. I think I really did so poop good. a little bit. I'm very serious. I think I pooped a little bit. I know this. You think I'm just saying this to be interrupt you and joke around to be a funny guy. <laughs> but I am fairly certain... <laughs> I don't want to move because I feel like if I shift from the left to the right, it's going to squit. If you sit still, you'll know if it starts getting spicy. It's warm. Okay. You know what? I'm going gonna, gonna to push through like a true like entertainer. Yeah. And, and I'm going to just push through this. I mean, usually a, I'm true, a, a true entertainer wouldn't even acknowledge the poop, but I'm breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> it's called improv. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the x factor <laughs> yes uh m pro bandit that's the shifter that i have in my car with the power glide what do I, I love it it's a great shifter which one do i have so yes babe the mayor no barbecue mail instead 
sorry. She asked me, I could have, te- she texted me, what do I want for dinner? And I, and I yelled and I should have texted now that I think about it out loud. How did we get on the subject of shifters anyway? I don't remember. Oh, my pile of shit. So, um, I get to the end of the track at my last hit. I made the car goes eight 30 something. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, and I pull back through the staging lanes and I go to put the car in park and I literally, I literally hear my dogs barking. I literally hear like, sounds like shrapnel. Bing, da, bing, that sounded it more do- like the intro to rush hour three. And it doesn't but go in a park. It goes in a park, but not happily. Like everything's coming apart. That's what John L John L's in the comments right now. That's what his transmission is doing right now. He's got a power glide. It is doing the same thing. Well, and no, it's, no, it's the, the shifter the or the transmission, the transmission, like the shifter doesn't pull it hard enough to get into park. It's weird. It's it's kind of bizarre. So we need to address it on his car too. So he's like, I was like, why doesn't this thing go to park? He's like, oh, I just leave it neutral and set the e-brake. Because it has low gear, high gear, which is the most important shit. Like it goes in perfect on those. So speak for yourself, reverse where I could back out of the beams and be like, I don't want none. That's the most important. <laughs> well, the re- gear even me. reverse still works. <laughs> it's oh, just park. Park um, starts grinding. It starts making that crazy fucking sound. You ever thrown a truck or yes, car? Yes, yes, yes. Every rental uh, I've ever had. Yeah, yeah. Same thing. Franklin is barking. He's barking at something. I hear him. He is getting crazy. He's, got some he, he's a year old, and he, I'm. Do a do a dog when the dog goes through puberty, a male dog. Do the balls drop lower than where they come from the factory? So did they go through puberty at? Was dog years seven years for every human year? So three, or they go, go they go through no they go through puberty like eight to nine months old. Yeah, yeah, but he I'm trying to basically I'm scared that he hasn't gone through puberty yet because he's already huge mm-hmm. and I'm scared he's gonna clip like back half and just he's gonna become the dog from the sandlot. Have you ever thought maybe he's just upset Logan with you because you drive a f- gas fifteen hundred Chevy truck and it does not have a Brian Tuley racing camshaft put in it yet? You know what? I think about Brian Tilly racing cams all the time, <laughs> mainly because I do the social media for Brian Tilly, but I also <laughs> love to endorse them on our podcast because think- they're a wonderful addition to any gas powered V8 Chevrolet GMC GM. I actually, you know what? They, they pretty much make everything under the sun for all my, really it's kind they, of a big broad spectrum of stuff. They the offer Ford Godzilla intake that they're teasing us. They're, you know, teasing. I'm, they're I'm really, tip teasing us a little I'm really bit. Try. I'm really, really getting sick of this teasing thing. But I, I for real like, did. I, I sharded. I feel like Frank. It's on a, it's, I did. Frank over there is sharing my emotions right now. He's just like, hey, I talk about BTR already. And here we are. <laughs> Frank, <laughs> calm, calm down a little bit, buddy. <laughs> he, um, <laughs> he's such a dickhead. He got off the leash. He ran. There's a guy that was on the street and he was working on the house next door. They're building the house next door on the lot. And Frank ripped the leash out of my hand. And I've never seen someone jump on top of a vehicle faster in my life. <laughs> and I'm screaming, Frank, he stops, turns around, trots back like nothing's wrong. He's a good dog. No, but so the reason I brought up the shifter, man, my ADD is just back in gear. Both of us. So the shifter i get back to the pits and i hear these like i just hear metal falling all over the place and i look and there's little e-clips that hold the bars that basically the like pulled up the speedmaster pile of shit real quick hold that one up oh yep so you see how there's the the billet spacer and the bolts that hold that separate the two sides of it 
Yeah, right here. These yeah, guys. so instead of that, the B&Ms, you know how they have just a bar that goes through with an E-clip that yeah, holds the outside yeah. edge? So the amount of tension on the E-clip was great enough to literally, after a hit, after that pass, it just popped off. And when I got it up on the trailer, I put it in park, and I'm like, what the hell? And I had to literally like fiddle with the reverse lockout and everything to get it into park. And then I did the same thing to get it off the trailer, and I parked the car in the garage, and I haven't touched it since. And that was a month and a half ago I went to the track. I think probably at least I haven't touched the car since. Cause I'm like, dude, I just don't want to, I'm just tired of messing with anything car related. And I'd rather get a chainsaw and chop up my backyard. So I've been putting it off and putting it off. So today I go and I put it back together and it literally was just a bunch of failed eclipse, but the assembly of those things is just so haggard. Like, I don't know, man, I feel for the money you spend on a shifter like that, you should get your $400 worth. And, is it just me or is QC just straight in the shitter nowadays? It's, it's now Scott from Drag Week told me, I don't even know how many years ago. I was probably 21, 22 years old. Um, and it stuck with me. Pretend it's a flashlight. There's no such thing as a bolt on. And when you, once you bolt one part on, and then there's another part that has to bolt onto that. It's all out the window, especially if it doesn't come from the same manufacturer. There's just no such thing as bolt-ons uh, when you start yeah. like messing with this stuff at the level, especially at the level that we are. Like you're gonna have to work for everything. So yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, I don't know. It's annoying. Maybe that's where you're, that's maybe that's where your 900 bucks goes when you buy an M&M versus Speedmaster. That's that's I if if I knew right now that if I spend 900 dollars on a shifter and I'd never ever ever have a problem out of it. It would be a no-brainer. The reason I didn't buy a precision shifter was because I posted up someone. No, I like searched in one of the groups, Turbo Bull or some mm-hmm. Power Glide shifter, and there's a bunch of people shitting on precision for hanging up first to second, right, or low to high gear, and then everyone's throwing Eminem on the saying Eminem's the one, Eminem's the one, going back and forth, back and forth. So I said, screw it, I'm just gonna buy the cheap one because it seems like everybody has problems with anything anyway. So whatever. And of course, the second time I take the car to the track, I have yeah. problems out of the shifter, like my clockwork. Yeah. Um, and this is a really interesting segue, but I want to talk about something that's I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm a little mm-hmm. uneasy about this. So um, as many people may know, there are a couple of very large conglomerates and capital investment groups that purchase smaller companies and that makes up their portfolio and in the automotive world it's no different so there is a a company that i work with on a day-to-day basis called haltech and haltech the other day like a couple weeks ago i get online and i look at their website and their website has changed dramatically like it looks like crazy nice compared to what it looked like before and um and i i referenced their website versus a company called holly's website and if you click between the two you can't tell the difference it looks like the same website right um and no news had broken about haltech and if they had changed donors or anything and this let me preface this by saying holly did not buy haltech but it was just the professionalism of the website kind of smacked me and yeah. got my got me chewing so um, I brought this up to a friend of mine and they had mentioned, oh yeah, Haltech is about to get bought out. And I was like, dude, 
for real? Yeah, yeah, they're going to be bought out. And I just assumed Holly bought Haltech because of websites. Well, no, they didn't buy Haltech, but a company called Race Winning Brands will now be the umbrella for Haltech to sit underneath. And for those of you that don't know, Race Winning Brands is a, a fairly large entity now, and they have a lot of sub brands underneath them. Yeah, like they, who? Never heard of her. So <laughs> let me pull this up. So Race Winning Brands is now made up of, let me pull them up, JE Pistons, Dart, Boost Lines, Wiseco, Trend, MGP, Diamond, Manly, Recluse, K1, Pro X, and now Haltech. It's crazy how, to me, that that is all hard part manufacturers. So it gets like, a little weirder than this, though. You know what I mean? It gets weirder. Do you know who owns race winning brands? No, I don't. A place called Middle Ground Capital. Okay. Middle Ground Capital owns a gang of companies. Peterson Spring, Alco, Steelcraft Corp, Banner Industries, Edsco, Shiloh, Dura. I'm reading off their website. But there's been, there's been mixed opinions on if this is a good thing or a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And there are some people that, that talk about race winning brands comes in and they take over a company and it goes to shit. Yeah. And there's been a lot of murmuring about that, specifically with Wiseco. They, there was a big like, yeah, they, all they did was, and this is, again, this is not firsthand. This is just BS that was floating around in the industry. Yeah. yeah. All they do is they go and they gut the whole company and they just use their name and they send everything overseas and it's not the same manufacturing. Blah, blah, blah. Everybody so, just passes this storyline around, so right? So I've asked this like before about a couple of years ago, I, I saw it in discussion. I don't know that I like expressed an interest in it, but I dug a, a little bit into it. Like JE versus Wiseco, two different piston manufacturers. Are they all the same though? Hmm. Just different boxes? Uh, let me ask you this question. Because I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know either. But what I do know is my answer to the following question. And I'll ask you this question. If I had four boxes and in four of those boxes, each box had a set of pistons. Mm-hmm. and no brand name on any of the Pistons, but let's just say Manly, J.E., and Wiseco. Let's just say there's three. Manly, yeah. J.E., and Wiseco, and they're all in boxes. They all have the exact same dimensions. They all have the exact same pin bore diameter, the same pin. Everything's right, right, the right. same. And, and any of those Pistons, would you be able to – would you be fearful of putting any of those Pistons in your engine to make a 1,000-wheel horsepower? No, I would not. Then there you go. That's I'm the same way. I wouldn't, I would not think twice about it. But I, I also think that a thousand in this day and age, a thousand rear horsepower, ugh, a thousand horsepower is not that crazy. So, but here's the thing. That's, but a, I great, know- that's a great point though, because think about the average person that's buying pistons is not trying to make 2000 horsepower. Right. The average person buying pistons, especially in the LS community is shooting for a thousand to 1200 wheel. In my personal opinion, based on people that are trying to do like quote crazy yeah. stuff, which if is you're not, not doing stock bottom end stuff, you're going for a thousand. Exactly. So, but anyway, back to the original point here. So everybody that has these like negative opinions on race winning brands saying that they're gonna take over a company and gut it, blah, blah, blah. So here is my counter to that opinion. And again, that's just murmurs and rumors. And like some people have firsthand experience, sure, but it, it's the telephone game, especially in this industry, grows wildly. Right. Well. Here's my personal experience with a company getting taken over by race winning brands and how it affected our business. This is no bullshit. This is not me making a story up. This is exactly what changed when race winning brands bought a company called Manly. 
I have a rep at Manly. His name's Jesse. He's amazing to work with. What happened when race winning brands bought Manly? Absolutely nothing. Nothing bad. Not yeah. a single bad thing to speak of. We got parts faster. We got, um, uh, we were able to arrange for a bulk purchase on parts that otherwise may not have been possible. The ETAs and lead times cut, in my opinion, down. Obviously, things are crazy in COVID, but the amount we were ordering, it got better. And on top of that, they their protocol for calling you and letting you know about back orders got way better. So I had a ton of pistons and rods on order, and I would get a call. Every time that shit came off manufacturing, I got a call from their office saying, hey, Logan, this is such and such a manly. These pistons and rods are ready to go. Do you still want them? Yeah. Meaning they didn't charge us yet for them. But they called us ahead of time to ask if we still wanted to follow through with the purchase. Every area of the business did not change for the worse in, so, in my personal so experience. So it's not all doom and gloom, like a lot of people say. No, and that's yeah. my that's just my opinion on that. Again, there's other people that may know the situation closer than I do that feel yeah. differently, have different firsthand experience. But my personal experience is I haven't had and I have had no failures with their yeah, parts I, or anything I, like that. I did see a couple of smart ass comments like RIP Haltech. Like, yeah. And that's, the is best. it so, though? Like, that's on. why I brought that up is Haltech getting bought. Yeah. So we at Dynasty have worked very closely with Haltech for a decade. Um, obviously, it's a weird time for uh, computers and cars, right? And now that's the most I'll go into in that, in terms yeah. of that. <laughs> um, but you have a company that's that's got a ton more capital behind them now. You have, a field office in Lexington and nobody in Lexington is even remotely worried about the buyout. They're actually all excited. Yeah. And we have already talked to Josh over at Haltech and he has put our minds at ease more so than we ever needed. We needed to be. Everything is my personal opinion is everything's going to be fine and there's going to be no issues at all. Um, but again, that's just, that's optimist in me looking out, but it is weird to see these companies just getting, I can't say I wouldn't, if someone wanted to buy clapped out there, you take it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Done. I don't, I don't know why you would, but yeah, go for it. <laughs> 66 bucks. That's yeah, sold. Yeah, it's all done. Gone. Yeah. Now, I don't know. It's, it's crazy to me that there is almost a, was it? A, I guess the word would be binopoly on most performance like after my like the aftermarket domestic I guess um, manufacturers at least here in the United States because it's the, the big umbrellas are race wheeling brands and Holly, right? Yep. For the most part, um, is there is there is Edelbrock fall under either one of those two? I don't think Edelbrock does. Comp Cams, the Comp Cams group, which is not it's their own entity. So Comp Fast Zex. Because um, I know for a long time, like Edelbrock was like made in the USA. Their whole thing was like they. they pushing down on or really really standing hard behind that but yeah you know i don't know i don't think it's going to change the development of of products um if it makes it easier for shipment and distribution and everybody gets the parts that they want faster then fantastic great yep it's good for the sport so it's crazy man but it's it so and here's another thing this is weird and as we're talking about this um it it hit me so Texas Speed, they got bought out a while back. I don't know if you knew mm -hmm. that. And they, their parent company, and it's a little unnerving because all the parent companies are suits. They're all fucking suits. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like middle ground capital. I don't, I'm not saying anything bad about them, but it's a fucking suit. I feel like these people sit in a boardroom and they just move, move money around like chess. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And the same deal. Texas speed is owned by enthusiast auto holdings. It looks like who is a sub company of Bertram capital. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck that. Like, you know what I, mean? I, I know that's so enthusiast auto holdings, ECS tuning. That's enthusiast auto. Um, it's just weird. I don't know. It it's a bizarre situation to see companies that you've known for so long be acquired by suits. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like, like these. What we're talking about that eyes wide shut, like crazy, disgusting parties, yeah. <laughs> masquerade parties, and like, oh, let's buy out this company and then let's yeah. have an orgy in there. Let's have an orgy in the shop. <laughs> like, I'm looking at here's this is gonna be shitty. I don't care, but I'm looking at Bertram Capital's website i look at their team and i can't see any of these people at a fucking no prep race no, <laughs> you know what i mean no, like that's the thing like, i don't think shauna castellanos is gonna line me up you know what i mean dude it's i'm gonna get sued for saying that fucking name damn it is yeah, it's just weird is that somebody's real name yeah <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of names in here where I'm like, that yeah, dude's never driven a fucking stick shift. But uh, the whole thing is just weird. It's bizarre. And it's a weird time to be part of this, this community. But I will say one of the reasons I'm not fearful or upset about the acquisition of Haltech in this current, I'm going to keep this vague in this current political and environmental uh, sphere. Yeah. Having a company that backs you with yes. capital is important. I hope they bring in guns blazing when it's time to go to war. Yeah. That's, um, that's Jason brought part. up a question. Is it going to be easier for government to shut down the industry with suits owning it? Here's the thing. The suits want to make cash. Yeah. And when they see a company, like I'm not going to give any real numbers for bi- for businesses I'm, I've worked with, but let's just say, uh, you know, whatever car computer company a makes uh, grosses $50 million a year. And these aren't real numbers. If you gross $50 million a year and the government is about to come in and say, no, you don't. Well, those suits acquired that company because they want to add that 50 million gross to their portfolio and they're going to do what they can. And that's when you cut, we get down to people lobbying for different positions inside the government. You get people, oh, how much did you donate to the super PAC of that one dude that's for sure going to allow us to keep doing what we're doing? Yeah. It becomes Game of Thrones shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's going to be, once the suits are involved, I think the money, the money becomes a bottom line. I just hope the aftermarket, the automotive aftermarket and its supporters are as big as I hope they are. And that our sport stays alive. You know what I mean? That's that's my biggest fear and all this crap is that yeah, and I don't even know. Like I parallel hot rods with gun game. I do. I think I think no matter you can't kill it, you won't be able to kill it. There's we live in a we live in a country of complacency, and we live in a time where people will beat their chests hard as shit on Facebook. We gotta stand up, blah blah. Well, while while I feel like the the second amendment thing, I feel like second amendment backers are a little bit more organized and a lot more stronger than hot rodding <laughs> I, I don't know but, i don't know it's weird i will say this it's so weird. the second it's... amendment guys and girls have also been persecuted for way longer than the hot rod industry 
And I've also, I remember talking about this in 2003, 2004, saying Mm -hmm. the same shit. I'm like, our industry is under attack. Like the thing that I love, like, and that was, you know, fucking 15 years ago at this point. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. I don't, but the reason I brought that up is the the country of complacency thing. So the question becomes, what is it going to take to get people off the couch to actually like, We've talked about this before. How many political posts do you read on Facebook where you're like, shut up, dude. You don't, you can't, you're going to share the same meme everyone else does and act mm-hmm. in, it's just infuriated with the situation and you're not going to get off your ass and do anything about it. So yeah. shut up. I started unfriending or not unfriending, but unfollowing everybody that posts about gas prices. Like I get it. I'm yeah. done. I'm exhausted. Yeah. It's not why I'm on Facebook to read about how expensive fucking fuel is. I understand. I see it every day. I pumped the fuel into my vehicle. I know. (laughs) I have a diesel truck. I understand your pain. All right. You don't have to brag, dude. I get it. I have a broken diesel truck. So what's wrong with it now? Frank wants to know. Yeah. Frank. Frank basically summed it up. Sucks. It sucks. (laughs) What happened? 10,000 trouble free miles. And all of a sudden, it starts throwing codes and I can't figure it out. What's the code now? P0101 mass airflow sensor. I've replaced the mass airflow sensor. I have replaced the two map sensors on the truck, all with genuine Cummins parts. It'll go 10 miles. It'll throw a code. It'll go 200 miles. It'll throw the code. It'll go 40 miles. It'll throw the code. Um, And everybody that wants to get in the comments that is a Cummins certified diesel technician, I've gone through the entire gambit of the cummins checklist dodge checklist of like what the fuck you're supposed to do and i cannot figure this thing out when it goes to shit the truck starts like fuel knocking sounds like an old detroit diesel school bus and it is puffing gray and black smoke out of the exhaust this truck never rolls coal it just goes to hell um today i finally got the truck to spit the code i limped it home and parked it I have a buddy come in tomorrow that has a legit scanner, not just the little Amazon OBD2 code reader that I have. And he's going to hook up to it tomorrow morning. And we're going to try to do a little bit more in-depth troubleshooting because right now we're fucking lost in the sauce. Have you done, have you like, so any of this, especially with code codes that have multiple triggers? Yeah. You know, like all data or any FSM has like, okay, test this. And if that doesn't work, yep. test that. You've done every protocol for that code specifically? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, I have. It's it's infuriating because it, it'll drive great. And then when the check engine light comes on, it goes to hell. And I can literally pull it into my driveway, reset the check engine light, and it will drive perfectly fine. Mm. So I have to go to see Mr. Kalis next weekend to get my trailer actually i'll say you know what clapped out's new trailer oh i just you know i'm not paying for any of that though i know but it's also kind of clapped out's old trailer it's already clapped out's trailer it's pretty it's a clapped out trailer yeah yeah so i'm gonna get the clapped out trailer uh but if my truck isn't fixed tyler tyler hannah i'm not taking my truck so uh, richard what'd you do shout out to john l because john l offered me his dodge to drive up there so i might be taking a different cummins if I can't get mine fixed. Well, if you can't power stroke, shake it, then Cummins inside of it. <laughs> this is what they say. Isn't that what they say? I have to and after all I, the I shit. I fart so bad, but I can't. I, really... I mean, I know I talked a lot of shit on power strokes before I bought this truck, even after I bought this truck, but I've put 10,000 
freaking miles on this thing, trouble free, and then it goes to hell. And it's driving me up the fucking wall, dude. I just, <laughs> it's driving me so crazy. I can't figure it out. Do you think maybe this is a penance that you need to pay? Because I don't know. I got nothing. I really do. I need to wipe. It might That's be. I, I did. I talk a lot of crap to some of the local diesel kids. So bad so that one of them banned me on Facebook. You get banned on Facebook like I used to get banned on Facebook. I mean, that was like block, blocked from individuals. I've never been like banned on Facebook until recently. Like I've never taken a restriction from Facebook until I sold a shoe. I get chastity belted so hard by Facebook. So all the time. I sold the shoe, which was legit. Don't air quotes it. Jeez, man. You There's, a get... There's a gun. There's a gun. Buddy, buddy, oh. shush. But don't be, it... don't be saying trigger words. Oh, I said it now. It's a shoe gun. <laughs> <laughs> so and then I came off that and then I called out Wes, Wesley Devane from John Doc. Well, I mean, not from, but John's friend from the John Doc YouTube channel called him on a foot race. I'll run you heads up. Another band, right? So I get off of that band. I reported somebody, reported because this dude was throwing out blatant hate speech, like making some very racist comments about the humidity upon someone's back. And I was like, what oh, the fuck, shit. dude? Yeah. So I report it and Facebook goes, Hey, we reviewed this and there's nothing wrong with this post. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like read the post, dude. The algorithm is fucking jacked. So. Hey, there you go. I'm going to bring this back real quick. Have you seen this? No prep race midnight madness. I guess someone got drunk and strapped into a car and crashed and fucked a bunch of stuff up. No, but. Sounds powerful for the course. I'm trying so. to I'm trying to understand what occurred here. If anybody has heard the real story here We're of what's occurred, it, I'm reading Happy's post. He's a local Louisville guy. Um, okay, so the the gist of this is, and this is all I know, is it's somebody got into the into a car at a no prep event who had been drinking and and wrecked very badly. But the the post that Happy put up was that he's stepping away from the event as a whole as a result of the actions is the mm-hmm. the gist. But I really am wondering what occurred here. Does anybody out there in the comments section possibly know what the hell happened here? Um, why has no one tagged your his name? He's tagging the post or he's sad. It's weird, man. But the I've seen a couple I've seen a couple posts about this specific race and. I think everybody walked away okay, but two cars are completely balled up from what I gather. I heard that. Um, I wish we need to we need to roll back and get some information on that so I can not just vaguely describe it. But yeah, it looks bad. The whole situation looks really shady. It sucks, but hmm. that's part of the that's part of it. I don't know how anybody in their right mind would ever get into a damn race car like that after drinking what a bunch of idiots if they did yeah but i will say this it probably happens more often than we would think i i, I matter of fact i know it happens more often than we would think i've been as a test in two nights i'm like dude what the fuck i like i walk up in the lanes and see somebody in the lane strapped into a car and i go like i just saw you in the pits yeah crushing a beer 
Like, what the fuck are we doing here? It's insane to me. Um, I don't understand. I guess Midnight Madness is a KD dragway. Does that sound right? Okay, they're supposed to go live soon to address Travis. What do you know about this? There's Travis is in the comments, and he had commented on this. Um, I really want to know what occur- what occurred here because it's it's pretty insane. There's uh, there's videos that have been posted. There's stuff that have been posted, but nothing in depth. So again, I don't want to speak before I know what exactly happened. But does anybody know what happened? I wish this wasn't just dead air. Me trying to fill <laughs> as we wait for someone to respond. Come on, Travis, me. get with it. Let's go, dude. Dude, seriously. Today, it's great. <laughs> it's it's sad, man. Anyway, I guess the same. The the lesson here is. If you get into a race car, shit, screw that. If you get into any car, yeah, and you're drunk, I hope you, I hope you kill yourself and nobody else is the best case scenario. That that is. actually, I hope nobody dies. <laughs> but if someone like, has to die, it's a bit excessive. If someone <laughs> has it, to let die, let it be you first. Hey, look, I am not going to pretend like I'm an angel. I'm not going to pretend like I haven't, I haven't done stuff in the past that I regret. And I thank God that nothing's ever happened. Um, Oh man, okay. Travis said that's the basic story. Dude had been drinking, track wasn't aware until after the fact, and he fucked another racer out of his car from what KD Fab posted. So yeah, that's insane. I don't know who KD Fab is. I'm gonna look that up and read their post. But I I've I feel strongly in what I just said. Yeah. Um if you're gonna if you're gonna play some shit like that, you don't deserve to be Yeah, it's already risky enough. Like, why add more to it? Uh, the only thing I can say this is bad because I'm about to take the other side of this. <laughs> if there was, if there was a track that had no barriers and then like I I knew I couldn't ball my shit up, but I was allowed to take a few shots before I strapped in. Like there's only a wall between you and the other guy. Yeah, I would only because <laughs> I am terrified of drag racing. I'm such a I don't give it. I've said this so many times anyone that drag races and is like yeah car felt good and the car didn't look good there's yeah. they're full of shit there's no way your sphincter is no oh, he, ta- he tagged the post travis coming I, I see it. yeah no yeah it's uh i mean it's already high risk as it is like <clears throat> why would you make it worse why would you make it worse i don't understand okay katie motorsports park has addressed this in a very vague way right now, but there, this is what they posted word for word. And this was this midnight madness race. Apparently, unfortunately, as most of you know, we did have an accident at the track last night. The internet is exploding about it. We're not going to touch on it a lot on this post. We will be doing a live tomorrow, a live tomorrow evening to address. We cannot say what actually caused the accident, but the driver has admitted that yes, he had a drink, Several people approached us after the fact to report the use of alcohol, but it had not been reported to us prior. We will address the night further tomorrow live. And Bill Lutz is in there immediately. Hopefully paramedics were there quick to check everyone out. They were local fire department was on, was not park on site as usual was whatever. It, basically everybody is in the comments going back and forth. Um, there's no, like, there's no chucking anyone. Oh shit. Driver is a promoter of a big event next weekend, too. Am I? So, now I'm trying to remember, uh, out of all the unfortunate incidents that I have seen at the track, um, 
I think most of the time, if there's even even without injury, if a car is like really really torn up, I've seen state troopers show up. Have you seen that before? Um, not that I can think of, but if you do wreck at the track, that's not a bad like you should get breathalyzed immediately. Yeah. You should, I mean, I don't know the, where it's where it ends though. Like, I know I have seen police at the track after a really gnarly hit, even when, uh, like somebody is not injured. Mm-hmm. But I've also seen obviously like people tag the wall and like they just scoop the car off the track. But if it's something like really like very aggressive hit where a car is just like completely fucked, yeah, definitely seen state troopers show up, and especially if somebody is injured or worse, um then yeah, then state troopers definitely show up. The police authorities will show up to investigate. But I think I've seen people show up to the track. Uh, the, the authorities show up to the track, even if it's just like a, a fender bender, if you will. Well, you know, maybe I'm too, wrong. How many, how many people ball their shit up and then try to claim insurance? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like they just put it on the back of a trailer and then don't strap it down. And then they just shove it off the back of the trailer to the ditch. That sounded very well coordinated just for off the cuff. You have anything I've never known it myself, but yeah. I know I've seen some people running around going like, Hey, don't post that video for yeah. at least a month. A month. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have seen that. Um, I will say this though. Happy's post. Uh, he's on Facebook as HNS Escobar. But he's again, he's a local promoter out of Louisville area. And um, yeah, he is a, a pretty decent name in the scene. And his post is is uh, is pretty insightful. It's what a night at midnight madness. Not sure where to start, but there are some things need to be addressed. First, I feel like people need to take responsibility for their actions. There's zero tolerance in the racing world for alcohol and strapping into a race car. That shit is for the race. That is that shit is for after the race or the next day. Last night destroyed two cars people's credibility, a track left in repair, an unfinished event. Every racer upset due to them thinking they could have won. Fans left only getting to see one round of racing. Vendors cut short sales due to race being canceled. And could this all been prevented? Possibly. How do we as a no prep slash street racing community learn and move forward from this? This is the highest point in the no prep world. And let's not let one accident halt the sport from growing in popularity. With all this being said and spending hours today on the phone with racers and other promoters, this to me is unacceptable. It's also unfortunate that with this weekend's no prep wars being promoted by the accused driver that was drinking, I'm removing myself from that event as a flagger and cutting ties from the event. Would have I caught any backlash from helping promote and flag? Probably not. But before I do, I'm removing myself from the situation. I apologize in advance from anyone looking forward to me banging the light, but there's plenty more I'll be at. With that being said, we want to thank everyone that came to our booth and picked up merch, came by to say what's up, blah, 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 blah. So I agree with that decision completely if I was happy. I think that's the way to go. Um, so it is what it is. The, so next weekend's no prep wars is the promoter. I don't know the name. I don't care who was the one that crashed. I'm not going to throw salt in this wound, but it is, it's man, it's wild. It's absolutely wild. What's been going on. Yeah. That's, that's insane to me. Don't shit where you eat dinner and sleep. I shit my pants where I'm sitting right now. So <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I'm not lying. There's poop in my pants. I made it through the whole pot. I farted. I sharted way early in this podcast. You I haven't made it through the whole it. one. We got six more minutes to go. I'm marinating. Like a creme brulee. Do you marinate creme brulee? Oh, Travis Wasco. Travis, see, Travis is on it at 136.22. Oh, Travis dry snitching. Is it snitching? No, it's not snitching. I don't know. 
136.22. I got to look at this crash. Oh, damn. It's like at the very end. Uh, excuse me. So this – I've never been – where is KD Motorsports Park? Do you know? I don't know. I Kentucky Dragway? No. No, don't, no definitely not. KDS. KD Space Motorsports Park. Um, because there's there's the track near me is KDS, which is Kinson Drag Strip. Got you. I don't think that's the one because I feel like I would have heard that, which is 40 miles from my house. So the video that they that I'm looking at right now, it's just a three-quarter shot of the back of the starting line. People gathered up as usual. Um what? no. Again, <laughs> no, that doesn't happen. <laughs> I think the only the the most fortunate part of this is that nobody oh damn oh damn yeah it's bad All it's right, bad I'll, I'll look at it in a little bit it's not good it is not a good situation <laughs> i'm gonna go ahead and but pause that nobody got hurt it. right but close nobody got hurt but a couple of race cars got torn up how about justin swamstrom getting his car back together i haven't i haven't been paying attention to the updates i heard it didn't go well, but he got his car back together. He showed up for the event, but I don't think it. Really if that car could favor. drive a quarter or an eighth mile by yeah. itself, if it could have made it shit. off the fucking trailer, like shout out to him, dude. Props yeah. to that dude. That the whole team that he had. And here, let me say something. Okay, go ahead. You say something. There are some people in the comments that would, and on Justin Swanstrom, and I'm not the biggest little country fan, but I'm a big fan of somebody that has like a fucking let's get it attitude. And works their ass off, and that's him. I'll give him that. Their whole fucking team busted their ass to get that car ready. But there's a bunch of people in the comments that are like, maybe instead of holding the camera, you should help your team put the car on the trailer. You should help your team do this, and it would have gotten done sooner. Like, dude, like, you don't think he fucking makes money for putting out content? And that his team acknowledges that that is part of the program. Like, dude, shut the fuck up. Yeah. If you're not a part of the program, don't criticize those that do what you wish you could. But here's the thing. I'm going to take the other side of this only because you, I agree with you, first of all. So I'm not taking the other side. Yeah. But I will say the and this is so cheesy, so dumb, but the haters make you famous attitude yeah, yeah. is absolutely true. Yeah. So without the people that talk shit about him and, and there's keep a his name, ton. there's yeah, dude, so many people, those people, I mean, it's like the, these stupid ass Paul brothers, Logan and Jake Paul, yeah. right? All those dudes, those guys are fucking worthless human beings. They're absolutely fucking worthless human beings. They have done nothing for this world worth a damn. They're absolute succubus pieces of shit. And that just now what I said, <laughs> guess what? 12 people that listen to this podcast that yeah, may not have heard of oh, like, oh, these guys? guys? I want to know who they are. No, I get what you're saying totally. But I just, I really feel like, and I've seen that not just with Justin Swanstrom this, this week, but there's been a couple other instances on Facebook and social media where I'm just like, you guys are, there's people just criticizing the people that do what you wish you could. Yeah. You know, what's, like, what's that old quote? Don't pay attention to critics that never did it. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. dude, you, your fucking car hasn't had oil pressure in three years, but you're trying to tell somebody who's been racing for the past six, how to do it. Like, dude, shut up, sit yeah. down. No, don't. I don't want them to shut up. Or yeah. Or keep talking. That's the thing. Cause I, I do enjoy a battle of 
fucking morons. Yes, and it's, I'm gonna prove that you're the moron. You're you love <laughs> jumping in those rings and throwing shit with with everybody. I do. I'm surprised I haven't caught more Facebook bans than I have. But now I know how to word my responses. I don't. I just I'm <laughs> done. I can't do it anymore. I can't. I can't do it. I have to just back off completely. But you know what? I don't want to back off of is the three wonderful partners we have. Yes. that have made this podcast possible this year. Sco. I want to go ahead and shout out Monster Clutch Company. Yes. Steve Addison, Monster Clutch Co., the most attractive clutch company in the game. If you guys are interested in a clutch kit, you have got to go check their stuff out. And again, it's a plug, sure, but it's actually what we mean. Um, Brian Chili Racing, front to back, the best in the GM performance game. And obviously, they have other makes and models. They do Mopar stuff too, but let's just focus on the fact that they have grown as huge as they are on the back of GM and killing it with cams and intakes and all sorts of stuff. It. Um, and I will also say dynasty has truck Norris cams in stock. So if anybody needs a camshaft, we got you, but thank you, Brian Chili racing for your continued support forced performance, turbochargers, Robert and gang over at FP. We thank you as well. If you guys are interested in turbochargers, GM performance, if you're interested in clutch kits, those three are our go-to and we recommend them highly aside from all the funny phony plugs we have in these, podcast we truly mean what we say when we when we partner up them for a reason so thank you guys for making that possible and rye if you want to take us away tell them about the store we got new stuff coming and let's head out head over to clappedout.com and pick yourself up some merchandise we got a bunch of t-shirts over there we got a bunch of new stickers the fn pro mod sticker needs to be sold out like as soon as possible race season is upon us so that is the perfect prank to play on all of your friends Assuming that you have any. No, why'd you look right at me when you said that? Otherwise, this is the Clapped Out Podcast. I'm Rye. That's Logan. And we are out. Out of here.